0: This is a Think Live Be production.
1: We actually decorated on Thursday.
0: On Thanksgiving.
1: On Thanksgiving, because we didn't go anywhere, so we were like... Hmm. might as well and it was all day and it was wonderful yeah we had went. a little charcuterie and mm-hmm. uh and some apple cider i would that's why i left over um it was it was very nice that's good we took i took it off just as i said i would mm-hmm. Thursday we set and the Friday. email notifications and um and then worked saturday and sunday just like we said it worked out perfectly.
0: Yeah, it was a nice, nice, uh, a a nice last, little weekend. Lost track of what day it was. Yeah, it was, seriously, Saturday. It still, Saturday, was, it it still was feels Sunday. a little weird. Yeah, like it's, it feels like Friday right now for some reason. It's not. I know.
2: I almost prepared the weekly updates because I thought it was Wednesday. No. Yeah. See. Well, that's
1: what I said last week: is that it makes this weird, weird thing for a little while, but um we're we'll back. Get back on track. We'll get back on track, and um I was thinking though because I did take off. Truly, you know, no, no work zone uh, Thursday and Friday and had a nice time. We made a wreath <laughs> um, out of what? Out of twi- like leftover We bought a, clippings we, from the tree. and Yeah.
0: When we were on vacation in North Carolina, we bought a plain, what are those? Grapevine. Grapevine. Grapevine wreath. Grapevine yeah. wreath. Well, that doesn't have anything on it from a nursery.
3: Yeah. And at the uh, farmer's market. Yeah. At the
0: farmer's market. And so we brought it home and it's in, Cat decorated it with the trimmings from the tree and some other stuff and a bow. And it was Aww. nice.
1: I made a bow and put the bow. So it was, it was really nice. And then I was super productive on Saturday and Sunday. And it just goes to show that I need two days off a week, people. And mm-hmm. it makes me much more productive the rest of the time
0: and more fun to be around. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> he said that. How me? Rude. <laughs> whatever um and you know just recap from i think i said we'll get back to you next week regarding the open house situation
2: oh yeah it how was, did that turn
1: out it was pretty good it wasn't like the biggest open house in the world but i it's not like i was expecting that but it it was um it was what i would consider like a good a good open house
2: yeah not like 40 people coming through which can be a little more stressful than how most people like open houses. Well, was
0: it more less people like just driving by and saying oh just stopping in just to see it was people that were yeah, serious. actually seriously looking to buy yeah so. I
1: always ask the question you know like how did you hear about the open house and then um, if somebody says "Well, I saw it on Zillow or I saw it on Realtor.com," or whatever that means that they're actively looking for real estate you don't know what part right. of
2: the cycle they're in but at least they're actively looking versus and I drove
0: by. by and saw the sign yeah which if is they the
2: say I saw you the sign yeah. there's less cookies on the tables now so there's not many of them Yeah. In. That's true. Yeah, I'm not giving anything out. Yeah. Um, I did have one lady that she's
1: a little bit older and didn't have an email address, and um, she's like, "Well, how will I get the flyer?" Because I was like, "It's contactless open house. I'll send you the printout, you know, or text it to you." And and she's like, "But I don't have an email." And I was like, "Well, do you text?" No. Oh no. And, uh, that, and
0: that's the person that you have to drive over to their house to get addendums done. Well, I and said. Everything. I know,
1: I said, I mean, I can mail it to you, and she's like, "Oh yes, that would be fantastic. Oh my god, it's fine with her." So I got her mailing address so that I can mail it to her. That's funny. Um, but yeah, I would say like it worked out as I thought it would, where it wasn't dead because enough time had passed mm-hmm. between the two. So yeah, there you go. Thanksgiving weekend. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, when you point at me and and like do this, do this. Then it makes it really hard for me to transition into the opening.
2: <laughs> she just doesn't like being told what to do. Not,
0: not very smooth.
2: <laughs> I know, not very smooth.
1: He's telling me to do the intro because sometimes I forget. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I think last week you didn't do it at we didn't all. I, did, it all. No. I didn't do it
1: at I tried to sneak in the word seeking the best, though, like right in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but you are listening to our podcast. This is our real estate podcast, people, and it's called Seeking the Best. And it's basically where we try to seek out the best in ourselves, overcome personal hurdles as real estate professionals in this crazy industry. I'm Catherine Stelgis, and across from me is my director of operations, Kayla Boundy. Hi. And our producer, sound engineer. Extraordinaire. Extraordinaire. Hello. Patrick. Patrick Vatica, Hi. Photographer, graphic designer, yep. artist, movie maker. Yep. <laughs> true, a true renaissance. Truly. Man. <laughs> um. Yeah, but so, so yeah, so we, and actually that listing that we, um, that we just did the, the open house at, we did some virtual staging and we just put another listing on, that was another thing we did this weekend was go get some listing photos and we put, we did virtual staging on that and I kind of like that stuff.
0: Yeah. It's come a long way.
1: I think so. It's like come especially a long when way. I mean,
0: I remember just not even that long. I mean, it had to have been just a couple years ago, maybe even less than that, where it was. It was so easy to tell, and I'm a designer, and I'm around that stuff. And it's it's like if it's fooling me, then it's fooling everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so.
1: Well, especially I think once it's shrunk down, and not all companies are good. This particular company, right. I'll give you yeah. a plug. Why not? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, Box Brownie, that does the virtual staging, um, that I think looks good, uh, is and it's pretty affordable and like a quick turnaround. Uh, the last one it was less than twenty four hours. Every time I call I speak to somebody. Yeah, they're it's a good company. I'm just giving them all kinds of praise. That's fine. Um that's that rarely happens. <laughs> uh but I think it looks really good, especially when you think about you take a big, a large image and then it shrinks down to a phone screen or your computer desktop. It's yeah. like you can't yeah you, you can can't hardly tell. tell. Yeah. If if at all.
0: And usually those people are looking at photo after photo and they're just f- flipping through, through just yeah. swiping and swiping and swiping and swiping and that it doesn't no one's looking that close as long as the lighting on that on the 3d model is right then it looks it looks pretty good
1: well and i think the the point we've talked about like our job is to present the listing and make it look really good and
0: it's to get as many people through the door it just looks better than
1: vacant rooms yes period period and i you know we we've done regular staging before too but i don't think that that's always the right thing to do there's reasons why you would have full like blown staging in the house
2: and reasons why virtual staging is a good option um what's the difference between the two why would you opt for a virtual versus Uh, in-house staging well like if i think you know if i think a listing is going to sell pretty quickly then
1: i still want to get as many people through the door as the listing agent right we still want to promote it and make it look as nice as it possibly can but if it's only going to take like a week or two and it's going to be sold then that's a lot of money to ask a seller to pay when it's usually a three-month contract for full staging staging So, yeah. so I if think
0: you think if you think the house is priced right in a hot location and it's gonna go in a couple weeks, then you might want to consider virtual staging versus.
1: Yeah, versus it's a really good option just to, again, make the make the photos stand out a little bit more. And you
0: don't do all the photos; you pick out right a few photos in the right well, spots. Same
1: same thing you would do with regular staging. Um where you don't usually stage an entire house. You stage the rooms that people care the most about.
2: That's it- <laughs> the living room, the
1: kitchen. Yeah. Master bedroom most of the time. Most of the time. In, in, a, in a nice big newer house or something, like a master bedroom might be nice. If it's like a small older house where the bedroom's not very large, then that's not worth, I don't think, doing. Yeah. Don't Although I
0: I do to a certain extent, I do think that there's something to what I've noticed um in like our rental properties, which are never staged when people come, obviously, is is my bed gonna fit in here? Oh, like yeah. they have no they idea. have no idea what the size of a room is when it's empty. So sometimes staging a smaller room showing yes, a bed does fit in here with a dresser, um, that kind of puts them at ease, I guess. So that there's a there could be some of that.
1: Yeah, but if you've got a really nice look, kitchen cell houses, I think yeah. Everybody should know that by now, but just in case you don't, um, kitchen sell houses. So if you've got a really nice kitchen and a nice living area and that's all staged and, and really showcases it well, it doesn't matter what the size of the master is. Yeah. I mean, well, not, I mean, not a hundred percent doesn't yeah. matter, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's, that's the showcase, like the showstopper photos that people spend. In fact, we have looked at Um, stats before I don't have any like with me or anything but I know for a fact that the rooms that get the most views on the photos are always the living room kitchen shots yeah not the bedroom shots even if it's a fully occupied house I bet
0: backyard is in there too yeah or maybe that's just me that's just you. Because <laughs> I'm always looking at the back <laughs> No, I What agree. can I plant
1: back here? No, well, I just always. <laughs> but you know what? That's exactly why if we've got a listing with a nice backyard, it goes front exterior photo because we have to <laughs> um, first. And then we'll throw in an exterior backyard shot if it's really nice so that they don't have to go through the whole house to get to right. the Swipe really
0: all the awesome way to the feature end. Yeah, kind of photo. Yeah, if you've got 28 yeah. photos or 30 photos, they might get, if you got a beautiful backyard and it's a big empty house and there's not much to look at, then then yeah, throw throw that big beautiful backyard in on. if there's a pool or something like that on photo four. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. I didn't ever, I mean, it just comes naturally to think like, oh man, that pool is nice. We got to put that further up in the yeah the photos because I
2: want people to see but it. We but we see it
0: in both. They don't. But a lot of realtors don't do that. That's true. You, they I just upload all, all the hard.
2: photos. Sometimes they don't put them in any sort of order. Yeah, that <laughs> happens too. I've seen photos. <laughs> I've seen people who've like obviously
1: just uploaded from like a folder on their computer. Right. And never actually looked to see what they uploaded. <laughs> and one time there was, I think it was like a Miley Cyrus like.
0: Oh, I remember that screenshot or something.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, not intentionally. It was like a million dollar home. Yeah. And that's
2: not you. what? Yeah, they yeah. did it.
0: Those, those uh, sellers did their due diligence, obviously.
2: Oh my goodness.
0: So, staging.
2: <laughs> yeah, staging. <laughs> staging and photos go
1: hand in hand. They do. They do. <laughs> but I do. I think there are certain times where the virtual works just as well, it's more affordable. It's quicker turnaround. You don't have to deal with the hassle of getting it removed at the end and making sure that you don't remove it too quickly. Or anything gets banged or up. Banged up. Yeah. And, S- floor yeah. scratched. Dirt somewhere. Yeah. And then well, then there's also like you get to choose what the staging looks like. Uh so, like, like the, the design. Style, the stylized. design style. Yeah. Like there's like I think a box brownie. This should be sponsored. I really like Western. the
2: Scandinavian one. It's really
1: the Scandinavian. It's, it's very classy. The, well, it's what's is stylish today. Yeah. yeah, and so there is there's like a Scandinavian one, farmhouse, traditional, modern. You know, and and so you pick what style, so you can really kind of coordinate it to the house, which a good stager should do, anyways. But you they're don't. Limit,
0: the stager is way more limited. Well, they're limited to whatever's whatever, in their inventory at right, the time versus or how many people they have to move the stuff. Yeah too. Sometimes the more traditional stuff is are these bigger couches and everything else that they don't have the the, manpower manpower to do it. It's like, yeah, they're bringing in futons.
1: Well, I'm
0: kidding. Yeah, no, I'm kidding.
1: But it does depend on the staging company that you use and what their available inventory is. They're just going to pull whatever they have. Like they'll make it cute. I mean, don't get me wrong.
0: And we're not saying don't do
1: Stages. staging oh, by right. any
0: means like that it is important
1: yeah yeah I'm just saying I think it's a nice affordable option that actually looks good these days and you could you have a little bit more control over things whereas full-blown staging is more expensive you lose control like you can kind of tell a stager like oh, hey, well, I kind of you know I want it to sort of look like this or whatever but again you they're going to bring whatever they have in stock. Yeah. And we're not going to go shopping for that specific house. I've
0: showed up at, at listing photo appointments and said, oh, I thought this room was going to be staged as a bedroom and it's staged as an office.
1: They do have a tendency or some, to something every once that. in a while,
0: there's something like that that happens. And it's like, once it's done, I mean, yeah, you can call them and come back out and everything. But luckily for Think Love be, I'm going to call Catherine immediately because I knew that that was supposed to be a bedroom and then I can come back some other time and take that photo when it gets staged again and whatever. But for, for most agents, they don't have the ability to be able to do that. It's like the photos are getting taken today. That's just it.
1: I I do think, um, and this is just, this is not based on any kind of facts. (laughs) This is just an opinion. Um, but I think when you've got a, a kind of a small house and one of the bedrooms gets staged as an office, you like it's like that's not always the best choice. But the stager might think like, oh well look at this cute little small yeah, bedroom. It's got French
0: doors. It's it looks right. like and it, look-
1: and it looks like it should be a little office. But it's if you're trying to sell as it as a three bedroom right. and it staged as an office, visually now buyers see a two bedroom with an office. Right. Yep. And I've had that happen a few times and you know, I can't again I can't say that like was it absolutely detrimental to the sale or anything like that. But it just definitely I remember one in particular where I had to constantly tell people like, oh, no, this is a bedroom. <laughs> There's a closet, you know, and, yeah. and, and point it out because yeah. visually, like that's the point of staging is to set the tone of like, here's what you use this space for.
0: In Florida, if the room doesn't have a closet, then it can't be considered a bedroom. I don't know if that's the case everywhere,
1: like
2: but like in that's Florida, not, I
1: don't that's know if the there, that's is. like a standard rule across the board, but I think that kind of everyone goes by that sort of assumption is that
2: how appraisals are are kind of assessed if it doesn't have a closet they're supposed to
1: they're supposed to but like one time sorry that was loud smack (laughs) uh one time this is down a rabbit hole you guys but kayla asked i did (laughs) uh one time you you remember this house that was near the office um it had two small bedrooms downstairs and one upstairs And two of the rooms actually did not have closets. But it's like, what else would you use those rooms for? They were clearly bedrooms. They just, the house was old. It was built in like the 1920s. And it just, it's not built to the same um, specifications that modern homes are. So I was literally having a conversation with the appraiser, you know, saying like, this is clearly a bedroom. Like there is no other use for it. Um, the, yeah, it's the a way It's a one.
0: It's a one-bedroom house with two offices. Right? Would you move? Like, and like, Is I was kind you're... of.
1: I was. I kind of had to say in like a really nice way, um "Are you going to appraise this as a one-bedroom house?" <laughs> and he was like, "Well, no, I'll figure it out. I'll, figure, you know, oh I was like, okay, I."
2: Anyways, so do you but, think if we staged that one? Um, um, that's the appraiser. It doesn't really matter. Because we do the staging. Although for the I'll
0: advires. tell you, if it's staged, they might not even notice something like that.
2: Well, that's the thing. Like, staging
1: visually forces you to see it as to a To see bedroom. it as whatever it's designed to, right. as you know? Yeah. So that's kind of the benefit of physical in person staging versus virtual is the virtual looks really great, gets people in the door, but then they get there and they might have forgotten what those photos look like because they looked at 10 yeah. houses. Or they can't visually visualize something. Yeah. Like and then that. all of a sudden they're like, wasn't this house the one with? Yeah, where does the the desk go or whatever? Yeah, not the desk, the table.
0: <laughs> I remember this one time that it might have been like one of the first times you hired a stager because I don't think you had a company yet. I don't even know Kayla, no, Kayla was a, I know what you're talking about oh you know where I'm going with this yeah, yeah. um and anyway you don't stopped. go
1: too into detail we don't want um, anybody
0: I, to know I, who no, we're talking no one's about. gonna no, no there's no sleuths <laughs> out there figuring this out um and you hired a, a a staging company and she was supposed to be done staging for photos at whatever it was one o'clock and the She was still bringing stuff in as I was taking photos, and that was after two days of staging.
2: What? Well, because like
0: like, I I mean, mean, she's obviously
2: not on the vendor list anymore.
0: She had like candy bowls out with like M and M's in it, and you're shaking your head like as if somebody's gonna figure out who we're talking about. No. Um, (laughs) It was. uh, I've never seen staging end up being cluttered. Like where you where you where a, a, usually you question
2: a, if somebody's living there or not. Yeah, like
0: a <laughs> listing agent usually goes in and tells tells the the sellers. Okay, so you have a lot of tchotchkes and you need <laughs> to pull some of those tchotchkes down so that it it doesn't feel so cramped in here. That's usually what what happens. This was. A staged house that had way too many tchotchkes. Like well, it, it was. So it find was, a staging company was, that doesn't have tchotchkes it in was inventory. Crazy. Well, it's think, usually a couple <laughs> fake plants that look like succulents, you know, on a <laughs> windowsill. That's usually what the stager will do. This was she, just just pulling just basket after basket inside. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so it was hilarious. Well, there's a
1: fine line, right? Like you. You want somebody who gets the aesthetic of the house. If you're going to bring in physical furniture, it needs to, well, even the virtual, it needs to blend with the style of the house. That's first and foremost. And then um, it needs to be of the appropriate scale, too, because we've had some times where that's really important, like a the couch is
2: above the window (laughs) or just
0: (laughs) just the furniture is too big for the house or too small or too small.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Like or. Yeah. You just it needs to. fit the house simple um and then, do they
0: ask you like the square footage or anything like that like how does that how does that work i don't even know yeah like how do well, they Kayla do they go better i think do they go and l- preview the house first
2: i'm i'm most certain they likely get the square footage because on property appraisers you can see the the outline of the house and the dimensions and whatnot um but whenever i schedule it they don't really ask for many details they just ask for the address and how how to access or provide access
1: well so i think you'll notice in staging there's like a there is just a style that's popular and it's just sort of a it's like a one three five like what is the word i'm looking for um not contemporary it's like but it's
0: it's like a post mid-century like grays and whites and and tans and stuff and like yeah i mean it's like like a like a uh
2: when you look at uh, not it, you quite don't a, have a, not a, a, a crazy opinion on it.
0: Well, it's not quite as stylized um, West Elm yeah, kind of a, kind yeah, of a vibe. Yeah, that's
1: kind of the vibe that you get for most, and, and it will blend in most houses, yeah. right? But not, you know, I think you need to know what the style, like follow the, the stagers on Instagram. Oh, that's um, a really good idea. And check out what they're doing in other houses and see, you know, are they matching the style? Are they... Like yeah. doing the things we just talked about and then um, and then also asking them, which they don't really like to, like Kayla said, they don't really ask for many details and they don't really give you like a plan. They give you a quote that always has bothered me because I do.
0: You know why they do that? I'm speaking from a designer. They don't need you. I coming in. not opinion. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yes, I get that. Like we're not want, stages. You
0: specifically might have a great aesthetic and all of those. I, do. Thi- <laughs> I know you do,
1: but <laughs>
0: some people don't. And and they don't know what they like. And if you say which one of these and all of a sudden they want their opinion on everything. If you ask their opinion once, they're going to want to give it all the time. So you just don't.
1: I and I totally get that. I really do. But it does from for me, because I like design and decor and, you know, it's important to me.
0: You have control issues
1: (laughs) too. (laughs) That that it's bothersome when I can't get like detailed, like, what are you thinking about this space? Like, what do you envision here? And you can't really get an answer, but, um, it's fine. I don't think there's ever been a time where it's like, I've gotten it and, and been like, Oh no, this is terrible. The one that you were talking about that was just a little bit overstuffed.
0: Yeah. It wasn't bad.
1: It was overstuffed with things like too much. Um, I didn't choose that stager actually the seller did. Mm. And, um, I didn't know anything about that particular stage. I would have done some research for them and and made sure or, you know, made some recommendations. Um, And then I also, this is like getting maybe too in the weeds on staging, but I like a company that will not pay, like not charge for setup and breakdown fees that it's just all kind of factored into their quote. Yeah. Because.
0: Because you do have to break it down. Like, why are you like that? It's like. Are you going to leave leave it there if we uh, don't pay you? Yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, and it's just like you know, it's just a nice thing to say. Like this is the cost for this period of time. It makes it really simple for the sellers, and yeah. then easy to explain to them. Like, okay, great. So it's just this is how much this is going to cost you. Period. Is is this for three months or whatever? And then um, if it sells quicker, there's no proration. Is this cost? Do you want to do it? Can we fit this in um, to the budget to get the house prepped for sale? And then if you can't, okay. Well, now let's talk about. You know,
2: alternatives or alternatives. virtuals. Yeah, I like the stager that we do commonly use because they actually, um, the owner. Whenever I've been with him and at the houses to provide access, he does walk me through a little bit to give me an idea. He's like, "Okay, we'll get a couch here, a couple chairs here, a table here, and some yeah. nice artwork there." And if you find somebody like, like that, if you yeah.
0: find someone like you guys have, where you're you start to work with them more often, when he says we're going to put a couch here and we're going to put two chairs here. You know kind of what the couch is yeah. going to look like and the chairs are going to be because you're working with the same same people and they have the same furniture. Sometimes that, I've seen this couch before. <laughs> it was four listings ago, <laughs> you know. So you, you start to know.
1: Well, and then there's always like, I haven't done this personally, but I've seen it done a few times where the agent actually has like a few little things that they just kind of pop in here and there and it's cute i think it doesn't really serve the same purpose um
0: what do you mean by that a couple, a couple little things like, that they
1: pop in what do you mean by that l- like decor like uh, with
0: you mean on a house that's not staged right like a vacant okay. house
1: where maybe they pop in a rug and like a little poof
0: oh like a realtor has like a little storage space with Why? like a, a few things
1: so here's what i think that does because it's not the same thing right it doesn't make the photos look better cuz it's too small to have any impact there. It doesn't
0: seems like something got forgotten.
1: <laughs> well, I just think when you're in the ha- when you're in the space, it it makes it feel slightly more homey than a completely empty house. Hmm. So like what what I've seen done is a few little things in the kitchen, just like a few little decor things, a little yeah. towel and stuff, a few little soft touches in the bathroom. And it just it, it elevates it slightly. I have wanted to do that a few times, but I just haven't had the time to go like kind of grab Get some things inventory. and then where would they, Where would I put them that it would be easy access and then uh, immediately yeah. all time. of it would be gone. You've in got, got enough enough, <laughs> un-
0: yeah, enough things on your plate. Well, to, uh,
1: right. Like it is sort of if you're a single agent or. Um, you might have time. Well, that sounds no bad. But like if you have time to like spruce up before an open house just to sing- make it...
0: If you're a single... I- yes. <sighs> if you're going on your way over there for an open house, then you show up 10 minutes but should, early. But, but-, but
1: should you do like the staging yourself? Not unless you have a full-out staging company that you have people to install. Yeah. Because... You're not going to, yes, you might, you know, we know the stats on staging. Like, it does help a property sell and all of that stuff. But what's your time worth and how much time did that take? Like, you were better yeah. off having the staging company do it or do virtual staging. Right. And because, and then who pays for the staging? Like. Sometimes
2: realtors, sometimes sellers.
1: So, I think. <laughs> this is how it should, it should be,
2: a, I think it should be a seller's cost.
1: I think it should be speak. the seller's cost for um full out staging. I think virtual staging is so inexpensive. It's like an easy thing to add to your marketing plan like okay, I'm, I I want to, you know, I want to elevate this house just a little bit. I can afford to buy a few virtually staged photos and include that in our marketing plan. Right.
0: And the way when you do that, you know when you're going in for the listing appointment, that this house is going to be vacant most of the time you know that the house is gonna be vacant and you use the you know we're gonna we're gonna virtually stage some of these photos for you and blah 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 that's no charge to you and everything yeah, and that's you're just selling an that's extra just, value yeah there's just more value in that and
1: you know what though um there are agents that will do like I've made the mistake of paying for staging like full blown staging. And I don't think that that was a fair situation Mm-mm. for us to pay. Like, it, you know, it's not particularly cheap um, it's for us to pay in advance when there's no guarantee the house is going to sell. sell and, or that it's going to be the situation that you expect from them as the seller, like whether it's making it, easy to show pricing it right like all of those things that go into making a house sell right like i don't think you should spend you're already spending money up front to advertise their house and you're spending your time and energy which is money and pizza <laughs> sorry no that's a Parks <laughs> <syndrome. laughs> um uh so i don't think you should spend that money up front however i do know there are agents out there who will collect like a marketing fee up front there's like some laws and stuff about how to do this but you can collect the the fee the marketing fee and then you would use that money towards staging and other things in advance but it's basically like the seller paid paying for staging yeah but what you do is you collect it and then you take it out of your commission at the end or something like that you can work out I can
0: see I can see elements of that but then at the same time it's like you know chances are chances are it's some seller they've maybe interviewed one or two other people and you're going to be the one who goes in to the interview and say I want a bunch of money up front it's like I just don't know. I don't see well, I don't see that actually working. I think it depends so, I mean, on the market you're yeah, in. It does. Like yes. if, if you're in a really competitive totally market
1: does. asking them for money up front to pay you for marketing. Yeah. Even if you are saying it, you know, I'm gonna take three thousand dollars from you now <laughs> and then I'm gonna give it back to you when we sell it, that is still hard to get past people yeah. in a competitive yeah. listing environment. But, you know, I'm just saying yeah, there no, are I get there it. are ways to work it out where like you you could, as the agent offer, pay for it. And then just there has to be specific terms like maybe they pay you back. But then how do you know that you're going to get that back at the yeah. end? Yeah. Like so whatever, like raise your commission. I mean, to cover to cover the, the cost. cost. And so great in this package. Right. You have different like packages. Well,
0: let's take a break and no. then we'll get into the packages.
1: Well, I don't Okay.
0: like Christmas.
3: <laughs> All right. Let's
0: take a break. <laughs> And we're back.
1: So, where were we? We were packages. talking about
0: different pack, like marketing packages, kind of that you would, I guess, uh, when you go into a listing appointment, saying, which package would you
1: like? Well, so I think, first of all, I think this is a whole nother conversation. It is.
0: <laughs> that might be <laughs> but- <laughs> too much to get into on this episode. Maybe we can do that some other time.
1: But I do. Well, first, I will say I was having a conversation not that long ago with another agent in a different state. And um i think she owns a staging company and that so she stages all of her listings as part of like that's just what they do i don't know if they charge separately i didn't really get into the details with her so they might charge like that's a separate income stream right she just they always say if you're going to go into business um and own other businesses to own ancillary products or services that you know work nicely with the prime. real estate right so Staging, home inspection, title work, mortgages, those kinds of things. So it makes sense, you know, to do a staging business because you have clients that need your services. And so you can have a separate income stream for a staging business. The way she, it sounded like she was doing it was, I think, the right way to do it, which is to have like it is its own business and you're, you know, they have other clients too that may not even be. Their sellers. Well, you have. It's doing its own thing. It has its own employees so that you're not spending your time except as a business owner. Yeah. Right.
0: I was going to say that it's you talk about having a good sphere. Right. If you're a realtor and you've been in the business for any length of time, think of all the other realtors you know. We'll and then that. if you have a staging company, how e- if you got 300 agents in and out of your office, it's yeah. like. Well that's it's kind of like having being the more being a mortgage guy and have an office set up in you know in, well, in some big brokerage it's like
1: Sometimes I think that those people have it made by the way like the the mortgage people are title people that are preferred vendors like they don't have to do anything else The hard
0: the, the hard <laughs> stuff of going and trying to find clients Yeah they don't have mean? to find
1: business because they've got built-in Yeah partners.
0: Yeah so I'm sure that she, if she runs a, a, is a good realtor and runs a good staging company that she's not running, obviously she's the owner yeah. and has all of that. And, and, uh, I'm sure everyone in that office goes, just call so and so. They've, yeah, they're staging, you know, and,
1: you know what though? I do, I do think she said something like, uh, don't ever do it. It's not worth it. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> something to that effect, but you know, that could just be off the cuff. Like maybe, we'll, maybe, we'll,
0: maybe we'll get her in here. So <laughs> we'll
1: a, ask her uh, some more details yeah. and see if it's actually worth opening a staging company. But I, I think you do have to just like, don't try and be a home stager slash realtor because you'll never be one thing fully and yeah. be the best. you can. We've be. seen a lot of
0: people kind of do that kind of I'm in real estate full time. And then, They're
1: like, I'm also
0: going to do this thing of that's still sort of in the, I'm going to open my own painting house painting company along with it. And it's like, you can't do both.
1: Well, yeah. Effectively. No, not you 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 personally. You
0: can do both of them halfway. You can,
1: you can do both of them halfway or you can own two successful businesses. Right. But you can't personally be. Do both. Like I'm the both the painter and the real estate agent. Yeah. <laughs> and have a successful career in both. Yeah. You just can't. Um, where was I going with that? Oh, the packages. So I don't know, like for her personally, like I assume it's a separate income stream since it seems like it's a separate business. Um, but you can like, you know, people will have different commission packages. And this is one thing. This is why I said it's a whole nother conversation because it's something that I really do want to figure out and have a little bit better plan around. Because with really competitive listing, like low listing inventory, and you go into a competitive environment where a lot of people are very price focused, like they just want the lowest commission. Right. You can use the the whole- um,
2: If I were to drop my commission negotiation tactic?
1: Well, there's different scripts, right? There's yeah. like, uh, like, well, you know, um, if somebody's willing to get, give away their own money that easily, how are they going to handle it when it's yours? There's right. that script. And then there's one where you're like, um, well, it sounds like you want to net the most money possible. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then, of course, you, you're you going to show them that, well, you actually have a track record of selling things for more. But at the end of the day, sometimes people just really get stuck on that commission rate. They, they th- and they think
0: their house is special, so they don't need all of the extra stuff right. and everything. But I do think that there is something about getting somebody in the room and saying, this is the free one.
3: Well, this is the
0: high end one. And then this is the middle one. And people, a lot of people just will point at the middle
1: one. Well, and, and I, I, I agree. And that's why I want to sort of fine tune that because I've heard a lot of people talk about the, the, that sort of package mentality of like, I'm going to give you three options. And one is like the car wash X and one's going to be X and the, the other one's going to be X and the one at the top that's the one where I might pay for staging or that's the one where I'm going to do the full house virtually staged or whatever the extra value. I'm going to do the drone photography package if it's necessary. Mm. As we have stated before, we don't like drone photos of just random basic average price houses. Take a look look at my (laughs) terrible roof. (laughs) Look at this roof. I need to replace with all the shingles missing. (laughs) Uh, But you're right. People like, they like choices, but don't forget the the key in that one thing. I think it was from the one thing with the jam samples is you can't yes. give them too many choices, but right. then they're overwhelmed. Yes. You want to give them, a, if you give them just a few, then they'll choose something and they'll buy, they'll purchase. Yeah.
0: And when you're saying get the package and the buy and stuff that you can go in and when when they start, I think this is what you're talking about, when they talk about, you you're in the listing appointment you're talking about commissions you've got your the six percent which is this and then we do six point five percent which is the middle package and then seven percent is or whatever i'm just making up numbers as percentage versus you're going to um, uh, pay money up front for these packages is that what you're getting at that it's more of like a we, we're it's
1: negotiating a commission, the commission, yeah, commission based. rate, and and Pat doesn't sell real estate, so he has no idea what. Hey, seven percent, I'll take it. <laughs> um, uh, we're not specifying commission rates. Um, <laughs> Pat doesn't sell houses. What? <laughs> I'm just saying we're not we're not saying like any commission rates because we're not allowed to talk about that.
0: No, <laughs> oh, I I can talk about anything I want.
1: Well, I know because you don't sell houses. Right. That's what I'm saying. Um, so you don't know what rates are, but, uh, and they're, they vary all across the country anyways. And it depends on the market you're in and it depends on what's normal. And, and so what I'm saying though, is if you came in and you gave three options and you showed the value the, that you're getting, like, here's the, here's the basic package and here's the high end package and here's the, you know, whatever, yeah. um, right. Like here's the premium and here's the platinum, uh, that, that people would, Primarily go towards the center because they they want to get value. They want to get those extra things like they want the virtual staging right now. I'm personally just paying for that out of our profit, essentially. Right. It's an extra thing that I started out of doing. Our budget. Mm-hmm. Well, but but think about this because now I'm getting in the weeds on this. But <laughs> but think about this. If. We haven't done that before. It's something new that we started doing. Well, I did it a couple years ago, but um, it's something new that I've started doing a couple times recently. It's not really part of the, the budget. We didn't
2: allocate for it.
1: We did not allocate for it. And so where is it coming from? It's technically coming from profit. Yeah. And so what do we need to do to make sure that we can cover the cost going forward into the new year is kind of factor that into our commission rate, our commission, like here's the package where you get that. Because right. I'm gonna charge you a little bit more. I'm gonna get paid a little bit more on the back end because this costs a little bit more to do. And if
0: you have the packages set up, then but I do think this is a whole nother conversation. It is. Well, we're <laughs> I know and we're we're getting close here. Um, but if you have those packages pre set up, um, and you go into let's just say um somebody who has a very expensive home, but they're they're not gonna live there and so the place is going to be empty. Um, the conversation of well, are you going to pay for staging doesn't come up because you've already presented your platinum plan to them. So yes, we can pay for staging, but this is how that works. Well, right. You've already explained to them Yes. You've answered the questions before they've asked them and you have a a system in place and they can see it right there of what it is that that's 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 going to make it easier for you to have that conversation with them.
1: Yeah. And then um, speaking of packages uh, in, in Christmas, um, there, that's a whole nother thing of like, you know, decorating for the holidays and that kind of thing. And whether or not you should do that, you mean for listings, if you should have that in your photos for listings,
0: you mean as staged
1: Well, or like,
0: just in, just in general, somebody's not moving out. Should they decorate for Christmas just
1: in general? Because what well, is, we kind of talked uh, about
0: that last week about you're going to have to take those photos again if that house doesn't sell
1: well yeah (laughs) but what is what is holiday decor if not staging i mean it's it's you're staging your house for people and to gather and the festivities and stuff it's meant to look nice and that's one of the things that helps a house sell during the holidays and like one of the reasons like when people are shopping during the holidays there's more emotional attachment to houses and so they they tend to sell for more and, and all those things like that's one of the reasons to list during the holidays. But you just don't want to take those photos like that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. You're going to have to take them early or 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 like I said, if the house doesn't sell, then they're going to have Retake. to come back. But I can tell you as a photographer for listings, get those blown up Christmas decorations that blow up like big balloons <laughs> off the front yard <laughs> before the photos come in. Yeah, you you want to leave your wreath up or anything like that. You know, it's like I don't even hard. think you should I know it's hard to tell people, oh, don't decorate until like if they want to Let's say you're going on a listing appointment in uh, December 15th and another. Yeah. in a in a in a, in a couple days. And it's like they might already be decorated. For well, Christmas. so
2: I
1: saw somebody post in like one of the real estate Facebook groups recently that they, they went to take a take the photos and there was a Christmas tree. That was somehow attached to the ceiling and hanging upside down. Why? Okay,
0: Because it's crazy 2020. So I,
1: I think that's what it was. It was like it was like upside down year or something. So they put their Christmas tree on the ceiling. I'm just
2: going to leave yeah. my lane on the ground. If that's acceptable. <laughs> just kick it over and throw because some dirt so- on it. <laughs>
0: that was a conversation that maybe that realtor should have had with that client before uh, before, before, but I, I guess what I was getting at is sometimes you're, you know, it's like you're going to go well, yes, yes, and yes, what yes. do you do? Say, you guys got to take down all your Christmas stuff. Okay, if, you the
1: if the tree is upside <laughs> <Yes>. down. <laughs> well, yeah,
0: yeah, that, that for sure. I just meant but in general.
1: This agent, what she was kind of saying was like, what do I do about this? And it's like, I would 100% say we're going to have to, well, if we can shoot around it, we would. But you should take that down even just for the purposes of staging like while someone's there. Yeah. It's so weird. Like don't do weird stuff when you're (laughs) trying to sell your house. Like it's whatever quirky fun inside joke like you just don't do that when you're trying to sell a house. That's what what staging is all about. It's about making it neutral.
0: Yeah. And look nice. Yeah. Just like why you don't
1: put if you're going to put decorations on at all. You don't put up the big fluffy uh, blown up things because those are like tacky by the way. No, yeah. but uh but, but they're, sorry. But no, but they're they're specific. They're personal like they're always like kids toys and stuff yeah. and like you don't do that. You do classic simple decorations if you're going to decorate while you're selling during the holidays. Not weird stuff and not overly religious because again, not everybody is religious. It's just it just you just want it to feel homey. That's all. That's Less why it's personal. It makes, yeah. Um and then
2: yeah, don't do weird stuff. What else? <laughs>
0: Make it look like the mall.
2: Make it look like the mall. Watch the smells. <laughs> Don't let them be too overbearing. Don't have four broomsticks of cinnamon in your living room. Oh no, cinnamon smells. Okay. No, but not see, when but, it's overwhelming.
1: Well, but see that goes to show that um you see you think that would smell too overwhelming. To me, that smells like Christmas and yeah, I love that's,
0: it. You, you guys just prove the point.
1: of oh, that maybe you don't want to have any cells. <laughs> yeah. Neutral. 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 But you can't tell just people like you can't
0: tell people you can't decorate for Christmas if you're selling or you I have told
1: to told somebody last week. I didn't say they couldn't decorate, but I said we want to get the photos and then you can decorate.
0: Right. But that's because you're You made ta- them cry that night. That's by because the way. you <laughs> you had an appointment with them before any decoration had happened.
1: Yes, yes, yes. No, no, just but hear me out. When did they want to decorate, though? Last week. But I said, no, you've got to wait. And I didn't have any problem saying that because I believe that that would not be good for their home sale to take photos decorated. I think it's fine to decorate and show. I don't think it's good for the photos. And I'm saving you time from having to go
2: back a second time later. Oh. No, that's not going In case happen. it's not sold. Say, what? That
0: that was going to be mm-hmm.
2: what I said. I it, that, that house better around. be sold and then I don't have to go back. Optimism all day, baby.
1: But I'm sure it will. <laughs> but you just, it's just what you do. And, and then, yes, if you go, if I go on a listing appointment um, next week and the house is decorated, um, am I going to make him take it down for the photos? No. Take it all down. No, of course not. I'm not the sc- Scrooge. But I will... Um, Grinch. I'm not the Grinch. Yeah. Screw, what's screwed Why in this I deal? Scrooge? Why does he He's money. He's a
2: yeah. money guy. You're not Scrooge. You're well, money I don't
0: guy. know. Let's talk about this. We'll <laughs> talk about this off air.
1: No. Um, but so, yes, I'm not the Grinch. I'm not going to tell people to take everything down. However, I am going to say we're going to have to take photos twice and prepare them for the expectation that right. it might not sell. And I would go around just like I do with their personal belongings and say, I think you should remove this over here and remove this. I know it's part of your holiday decor, but it's too much.
0: (laughs) Tone it down.
1: And you need to tone it down. Like, you know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. If it's it's overflowing and you can't even get through the living room. Yeah. Tone it down, people. Neutral.
0: And that (laughs) includes the (laughs) presents.
1: Well, yeah, because...
0: (laughs) I was uh, kidding.
1: No. But think don't about take the presents away. But think about like as you sorry, get. S- sorry.
0: Sorry, <laughs> little Timmy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the realtor about...
0: doesn't want your presents here. We had to throw them in the trash.
1: <laughs> but think about like as we get closer to the holiday and more packages appear under the tree, it starts to get a little crazy under there. And like it's our dining room, uh, living room area is where the tree is. And it. It almost blocks the path to the, the table.
0: Humble brag.
1: <laughs> no, it's just not that big of a space. No, you know? I know. I
0: know. I, I'm i just teasing. But.
1: I know. But so I would, if I walked into a house, I would say like, you want to like declutter. That includes holiday yes, stuff Absolutely. Too.
0: Pull it back a little bit for this. And besides the fact that you're going to be packing all this stuff up and moving anyway. So let's. Start Maybe somewhere. A, let's, a minimal, let's, uh, yeah. Let's pull it back a little bit. Minimalist and, Christmas. And, unfortunately, you have to have that conversation with people. You shouldn't have to, but you do.
2: It's all in the expectations, though. Yeah, that's it. It's, uh, right, that's, let, that's like the the end of every conversation we have. Expectations, expectations. <laughs> yeah, I know. Impatience.
1: <laughs> oh, I will say. Well, we can talk about this
2: next week. Well, you got to finish Ooh. it now. There's I a ne- sentence there.
0: Next week is our fiftieth episode. <gasps> is it really? Yes, it's our,
2: Are you uh, sure? I'm
0: positive, it's our 50th episode, so
1: uh-huh.
0: I don't okay. know what we're going to do. We'll
1: do something special.
0: Well, don't say that. Now I have to come up with something. <laughs> <I know.
1: laughs> I know. Why did I put that pressure on us? Jesus.
0: All right, let's take a break.
1: The Think B team is an Orlando-based real estate team with Keller Williams Realty at the Parks. We operate as a boutique style company with the resources of the largest real estate company behind us. B is looking for talented people like you to join our team. If you happen to live in the Orlando area and you're a detail-oriented quick learner, then we might have a place for you. Whether you're a real estate agent or administrative professional, we are looking for individuals who are ready to work hard and ready for success. If you're ready to join the team, visit us at thinkliveb.com.
0: And we're back. So we have time for a segment here at the end. What is it? Ladies and gentlemen, the question you are about to hear is true. Only the names have been changed
3: to protect the innocent. Questions from the web.
0: Okay, questions from the web. Today's question is, hey guys, new agent here. I'm going to meet with my brokerage... Brokerage's productivity coach next week, who I'm sure will help me get started. But I'd love to hear how you got your first ever client. I know a huge amount of business comes from referrals and word of mouth, but it seems tough to get that first person to take a chance on a new realtor.
1: Hey guys, hey
2: guys. (laughs) Was it yours a Fisbo?
1: It was a Fisbo. Yeah, my first client was a for sale by owner. (laughs) And that was
0: one. <laughs> so how'd that one first pans? one was a fiz- yeah well you it was physical. i you called, didn't, didn't I know what didn't, you didn't know i didn't
1: know what i didn't know and i called and called and it was um I'm. You know, it's been so long but i'm pretty sure like i never actually talked to them on the phone i left messages and i um i think i sent maybe one or two things in the mail and then or maybe dropped off a packet or something something like that and um I'm pretty sure they called me after like 6 weeks of calling and um
0: nothing else to do. <sighs> right, you had nothing else. Yeah, new agent, else to, right. yeah, new agent. nothing else to do. So you just keep calling and
1: and and I'm I'm pretty sure, like I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure they called me after me hounding them and said, "We you know, we're going to start interviewing agents. We'd like to meet with you." And that sounds like lucky, right? But it wasn't. It was grueling weeks of calling like a lot of other fismos too to get that one person to finally respond and let you come over to their house and then I remember I did go so single agent or new new agent guy um I did go on the appointment and the reason they listed with me was because I was a new agent and they thought that I would have more time to like go out and get it you know
0: <laughs> did not you bring the buyer to that? I did Two? bring the buyer. So you, did. so
1: you did have time to go and get it. <laughs> I did. I had time to go and get it. I met. Oh. Yeah.
0: Was it at an op- open house I there met, or something?
1: I met the buyer at an open house. That open house? At that open house. They did not write an immediate offer. We, um, I took them as a buyer. And then we went and started looking at other houses. And we circled back around to that one. And we made an offer. So I double-sided my first deal. That was a Fizbo. And she was
0: like, damn, this is so easy. <laughs> and,
1: yeah. And then it was like all downhill from there. Uh <laughs> It took that took a really long time, though. And then um, I'm still friends with the people who lit the buyers who live in that same house still today. And I sold the Fisbo people. I sold their um, parents, one of their parents' houses in the same neighborhood uh, a couple of years, like not that long ago. Yeah. So. Yeah. So
2: how does a new agent who do they start with? Well, I mean well, that's, that's it so I mean <laughs>
0: I mean it sounded like this person had it right it's the she, I don't think whether it's a he or a she I'm not sure um they uh, just didn't have the name for sphere that's all because they're brand new so start on the first episode well right I <laughs> mean work who, way who through. should
1: I have been and I was I I I was with a different company when I first started. And so the training wasn't the same as with Keller Williams, but um, we did have like sort of a sphere building program. Like I remember we were told to reach out to our sphere and make note cards and stuff. I remember doing all that. Mm-hmm. Um
0: But not the big big picture wasn't being it's yeah, hard I don't to wrap your mind around the big picture.
1: Which is why it wasn't a sphere. Right. When it when it could have and should have been, because I certainly knew people at that time Yeah, that you worked up, in a bar. Yeah. It's just um, it was easier to me at that time to go call strangers.
0: I think you had a... Which
1: now it's like, I don't want to call strangers. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think
0: maybe at that time it was like, I want to start my career. I want to leave the bartending at the downtown bar behind and I don't want that life to mix with this life. And so I think maybe you had your um, guard up a little bit about trying to get people... From that life. From that life. Yes. Yeah. If you wanted to kind of leave that behind.
1: If I could give any advice, like, it, and if anyone wants my advice, I would definitely go back in time and work my sphere more from the beginning. And I also wouldn't have stopped doing for sale by owners because what happened was then I got busy with other stuff and never did that consistently and it's like a missed opportunity. Those people want to sell their house. Like it's and and it obviously can be done. Like I didn't know yeah. what I was doing. I certainly didn't have any scripts. I don't I didn't even learn what a script was. Or a
0: listing presentation really. Oh
1: yeah, no, I didn't know a listing presentation.
0: Now it's all it's all down it's all scripted and down to a science and on a, on the computer and yeah. Different design slides and video and it's yeah, like you're I putting did. on a show.
1: I don't know if it's that fancy, but... It's a boring <laughs> show
0: that I wouldn't want to go to. <laughs>
1: I would not watch. Um, but it, it does. It works. It's Nothing has changed there. Those people want to sell their house. It's just doing it consistently and believing that it will come to fruition is the challenge now. Because now I need to really, like we've talked about before with building that core it's like I know how important that is and that has to be my priority now after being in the business for so long. Um, And so that's why we've outsourced you know, or insourced. (laughs) Is that a thing? No. (laughs) I just made it up. We've insourced. (laughs) No. (laughs) No. No. Okay. By bringing in somebody to do calling to build that um, lead source back up because it's a missed opportunity to not be doing that. So there you go. My personal story. <laughs> What's next?
2: Small win.
3: Small, win. Small,
0: win. small win. Catherine, do you have a small win today?
1: Mm. Oh, you know what? This is it's it's more of a big win because I used my small win earlier when I was talking about building making a wreath. Cause I thought that was pretty cool that I found that, town. It, that it worked well. And then I'm, that I did it like, yeah, that I, because I like to do stuff like that, but I never do anymore. So yeah, was the, the, there
0: was time to do it and it's like, should I do this? I'm like, yeah, go do it. Yeah, And then went and picked all the stuff. What should we put on it? It was fun Yeah, it was putting it together.
1: But that was, that was truly a small win, but this is a little bit bigger one. But I also I'm bringing it up because in one of our episodes, we kind of talked about this. Um, so I'm just proving that it works. Uh so one of the things I did on Saturday was show property and then write an offer um to a house that got multiple offers. And we were the winning bid because we used the strategy that is in one of our episodes about how do you win multiple offer situations. In so go back crazy and listen. Market. Go back and listen to that because it worked again.
2: What would you do?
0: Was it the
1: escalatory clause? Well, it's the escalatory clause, Along but with, um where move out put when put you the want number. it's where it's where to put the number because you just will oh. go back and listen to the episode. I forget what episode <laughs> um, plug, is. I'm plugging am plugging an episode here. Um <laughs> I'm not gonna tell you all of it right now. But it but it works if you just think strategically about where other people might think to go with the escalatory clause and then make it different. And then also I do think um it's follow-up like because I kept following up with that agent repeatedly and, and not in a annoying way. I don't think. Um, but it was just touching base to make sure we were on, like on the right track. And, and that if, if there was going to be like, I just didn't want to hear, I don't like when all of a sudden you just hear like they went with someone else. And I was like,
2: well, you know, what was it?
1: Like, yeah, you want to know like, well, what could we have done differently? Like I want some feedback. And, um, Or at least to know at that time what's going on, so that I can also set the expectations with the buyer. So it was I was keeping in good communication with her, and I tried to get as much information. She was a chatterbox, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) so getting information from that person, using it in our highest and best strategy, and then following up to make sure we get like we just keep corralling that agent to talk to the seller and push our offer through. I'm doing like a hand motion. Big
2: win! (laughs) Big win! They win. Yeah.
0: Kayla, do you have one?
2: Yes. So Saturday, I came back home um, from Thanksgiving trip early, and I spent all my day getting rid of only half of the intrusive vines that took over our backyard over the last four and a half months. Enough to where our neighbor came out and said, thank you so much for taking care of this. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> I'm like, I feel bad. What kind, but of I'm vi- sorry.
0: what kind of vines were they?
2: I don't know. They're, when I had some guy come out and give a quote on everything, first of all, it's going to be $1,400 to take care of all mm, of it. My goodness. It's crazy. But it's, it's just a vine. It doesn't have any leaves on it until you get to the top of it. But it's all it's like you can't break it. It's very hard to tear. Mm-hmm. So I have to cut it all. Sounds like um, bougainvillea. Or is it? Just, is it have, we have a large one back there. Is that where it's coming from?
0: No, bougainvillea, you would know because there's thorns on. Well, that's what I'm
2: right. that, saying. No, there's no thorns thorn? on this one. We have a massive one coming uh, in our backyard as well. That's my next project after I get all these vines <laughs> yeah, done.
0: Dig that thing up.
2: But I, I feel very achieved, and I, I'll take that as a small win for the week. Well, it's, it's nice, nice weather too. Yeah. to be able to do yes. that
0: for a change.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And mm-hmm. what's my small win? You got one. I do
2: well
1: we got
0: a new tenant oh well yeah i did do that
1: up through your showings and your show i got to
0: pretend i was a realtor kind (laughs) of in a little bit i showed houses and i kept people organized and here's the kitchen and (laughs) yeah i showed the house and but asked the questions and had them kind of it was like doing open houses and after open houses so it that was kind of it wasn't fun no (laughs) it wasn't fun (laughs) It wasn't fun at all, but, and then because it's like, I, 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 it was funny. We were getting a lot of calls. Like when we first listed it, a lot of calls and I was finally like trying to schedule people like in 15 minute intervals was too difficult to do. Everyone wanted to see it that day. I didn't have time that day. So I just started telling every single person that, that emailed me, um, that I would be available to show the property between 10 a.m. and noon on Sunday. 10 a.m. and noon on Sunday. Does that time work for you? Blah, 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 over and yeah, that's that works great. I'll see you at 10. That works great. I'll see you at 10. And I think maybe doing that was a bad idea because at, there were supposed to be 15 people that showed up and two did. Oh, wow. And so I was like, uh, and Catherine just turned to me and goes, now you know how I feel.
1: Oh <laughs> well, no, what I and then what I said was like, Hmm. Like, what are you telling people? Right,
0: <laughs> I said maybe it's me. Maybe I'm doing something.
1: <laughs> had so to, she like,
0: made me. She made me do like, what's your script <laughs> and the whole.
1: But can I tell you something? Mm-hmm. What we did was then we took the listing off the market. Yeah, because I was like, you know what? I think I don't think we listed at the right time. We didn't follow was... our own advice because it was just a rental, and we were just trying to get it up for rent. That it was Thanksgiving week when we put it on. That was when it was ready. Like we had finally finished kind of cleaning it up and, and doing the little um, renovations, if you'll call it. Uh, and so we, we put it on and I was like, I don't I, th- I don't think this is the right week to do this. And so we took it off. So and then also so we wouldn't have to show for Thanksgiving right. and Friday and get a million messages and le- then we put it back on. Yeah,
0: We left it off for four days or five days and then
1: and then got a million messages and then now it's yes and
0: and those people I, i scheduled all of those people that wanted to see it the second time it got listed i gave them i gave myself a block i blocked out time and then i gave everybody two choices of when they could see it all within that block in 15 minute intervals so it wasn't hey come anytime between 10 and noon it was does 10 or 10 50 or a 10:30 work for you? And then the next person I would say 10:15 or 10:45 work for you. And that way I could kind of stagger everybody. And then and they, they all they showed, all showed up. up. Every single one of them yeah. showed
1: up. So that there. Way. So if you're doing rentals, the best in rentals, that's how you do
0: it. But yeah, so we got people in and they seem like a really nice couple and I'm happy about
1: that. Now we're on to clean next one that the tenants from last year moved out of. So,
0: yep. That's my job this week. So go, go get that house ready now. I did not sign up for this.
1: <laughs> I've turned you into a little property manager. I know. What
0: happened? <laughs> hey, guys, remember to rate and review us on iTunes. It helps new listeners to find us. You can also send questions or stories to us at our website on seekingthebest.com. You can even leave us a voicemail and we will play it on the show. Send us a tweet at seekthebestpod. And for Cat, Kayla, and myself, thanks for listening. And we'll figure this all out next week.
2: Adios. Adios.
0: This has been a think Live B production.